Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Binkerton's Finest Podcast. I'm joined today with my co-host, Harper. Greetings. And I'm glad to announce that our other co-host, Nico, has returned. I'm back, baby. And I'm ready. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Can you add some applause in post, please? I yeah, could, yeah. Uh, we'll get a, a nice big audience to applaud his homecoming. I'm back in the place that I live. We've been so minus one the last two weeks without you, man, but I feel like we're back on track with everybody here. And, uh, yeah, hopefully all three of us can put something out that everybody enjoys. Uh, I wanted to start today um, by going over... Uh, I guess the way I explain it to you guys uh, is like a piece of news or something important or maybe something that grinds our gears uh, that we've encountered over the past week. Um, and it could be anything you can think of. Uh, what do you guys think? Sure, yeah. I'll start off with that by saying that uh, I'm reliving my early teens here by uh, playing the Wrath of the Lich King classic launch. Oh, I think of the, the hours and the money and like the loss of social contact and how deeply ingrained this game is in my psyche. And it was just absolutely worth it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, <laughs> The decades. Like, yeah, decades. <laughs> yeah, literally decades. This game has eaten so much of my life, and I, I just don't feel bad about it is the worst part. Wow, like, well, if a, you've had fun. Yeah. I could be such a well-adjusted person, though. Plenty of time for that. <laughs> but you still can be. Still can be. <laughs> There's still hope for you. You can <laughs> There is, there is. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> the grass grows. <laughs> no, 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 no. I refuse. This is another another Reddit trick to go outside and touch grass. No, uh, no, I won't fall for this time. It is exciting. Something that came to mind when you're saying that is, uh, I think it's really important to keep in mind the people we've met through that game. Oh yeah. Some of them, some of them aren't in our lives anymore. But for instance, you've met somebody that's been a big impact on your life, Harper, and. Oh yeah, and we used to have an old roommate that we met, and actually happened to live in the same city as us. And we went and met him, and turned out we ended up living with him like six or seven years later. Yeah, that's really true. It was like my significant other, my first roommates. I, I think like my big, uh, like all of my big relationships, I basically owned a World of Warcraft, which I don't know is a good or bad thing anymore. I've just stopped trying to like quantify it like that, you know. Hey, I mean. I think a relationship is a relationship and because it, no matter how long it doesn't have to be forever obviously but if you're if you're enjoying the game and you're you're spending time with people that you enjoy being around whether it's virtual or in real life or whatever that that means something and and I think that's to me living life is about doing what you want and enjoying what you're doing in the moment yeah I can vibe with that yeah it's just unfortunate that it's stigmatized. And I mean, like, you can't just, like, tell people 
where you met someone if it's world of warcraft if they are like outside of that sphere of influence i feel like they're still kind of like that um you met this guy online kind of a deal which is weird because they'll also meet people on dating websites but they act like it's not the same yeah thing. yeah or like on facebook yeah facebook's True. probably the worst one it's that that's exploding but we are in a time where that's be it's more accepted like people i know people that have been married happily and met on bumble or whatever and like they've been married for five six years and to me that's crazy but that crazy. at the same time on the flip side other people would think it's crazy that one of your best friends is some guy you met in world of warcraft you know so yeah. it's relative and subjective but I, I'm I'm just excited for it to come out. I think it's going to be super fun for everybody. It's, it's crazy that they're even doing these nostalgic re-releases of the old style of game. Right. And that's the whole purpose of it. I think it's really also not talked about much. Like, I mean, I guess I kind of just said it, but this game brings a lot of people together. Um, countless, countless... <clears throat> excuse me. Countless times in, in my journey through World of Warcraft... I've met people who play with their family, like literally mom, dad, brother, sister, and it helps them stay together as they move on in life and move out and things. In fact, in um, Mist of Pandaria, well, we're really going in right now on World of Warcraft. (laughs) That's unexpected. Very niche. But anyway, um, in Mist of Pandaria, I met a guy who... um, he didn't have much contact with his son because of court orders and stuff. You know, he lost custody, blah, blah, oh, blah. Shit. You know how it goes when that divorce happens. And uh, as his son aged, they started to connect a lot through World of Warcraft. And that was something that, like, the mother couldn't take away from them. And now, years later, they have a great relationship. And he's old, his son is old enough to make his own choices so he can go and be with his father if he wants. And they're like, that helped them, you know? And and I know there's also a million other stories of the flip side, you know, like that guy who played like like 26 hours straight or something and dropped dead in Japan. You remember that story? <laughs> yeah. Like, but that goes with everything, man. Everything's good or bad. And I just think like what you just said, Nico, about like as long as you're living your life and enjoying it in the moment and most importantly if you're not hurting anybody it does not matter like nobody can judge you bro i mean we don't prefer that be the case if it's not hurting anybody no one should really stigmatize what you're doing i i just think that there's still a lot of that leftover like pre-internet paranoia just about any kind of activity like this it's not even specifically limited to the mmo kind of thing it's like um you can't meet up with anybody on a seller website without that concern. I mean, there's a legitimate concern there, but most of the time, these people are just trying to get rid of junk. Or you can't, like, yeah, yeah. find someone on a dating site to go get a dinner with because... And there are some legitimate concerns there. They might be out to get you for a free meal or something, male or female, or whatever they end up identifying as. And it a lot of the time, it's literally just people who are lonely out there. But there's also, like meetups and socials and all kinds of like get togethers for events like in wrestling people will just meet up on reddit and go hang out before a show and show up there 
just like stoked to to be watching the same thing and know people that also watch it. Yeah, that are enjoying the same thing as them, right? Right. You know, it's like concerts and shit. I think that's a beauty. Well, in the, uh, what about? Sorry, Brett. Sorry, sorry. I was gonna say. No, you go. There's, there, I think that's the beauty of like these kind of like things, like the virtual relationship, because somebody that you would never ever be friends with in in real life or in school or wherever you are you because you share that one thing that you both love that's like your connection right and yeah and like i've met people that are so ass backwards from the way that i live my life and the viewpoints that that i have and they like on wow and and, and what other video games and reddit and things like that but I enjoy interacting with these people and spending time with them because of that mutual interest. Yeah, totally. yeah, exactly. And, and and on the topic of um, the whole virtual meetup, you know, or not virtual meetup, but but planning it virtually, you know, what's the difference between like setting up a meetup on you know Squared Circle, which is the WWE subreddit, and then going and doing it? And then what's the what's different about that and going to like a live show for a creator and and meeting up oh, with all sure. those fans, you know, and that's Doesn't, that's, that's still more, random. That's yeah. exactly. And that seems to be more accepted. Mm. Uh, and I and I guess in a way and it's I think it's also kind of cool because you get to spend time with the creators in real life and, and meet them and and meet the people around that are part of that fan base. To me, I don't ever see a downside for this virtual meetup thing. I know that there are downsides and you and, but that goes for everything. Like you can meet up with somebody random in real life that you can see physically and they could do something terrible, you know? It's it's just how it is and and if we live our life in, in fear of that one possibility, we're going to miss out on so much, you know. And and yeah, I just I think I just don't see the downside the way that a lot of people do with the stigmatization of the online meetup, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that boils down to how discretionary you are as a person, how cautious you are as a person. Yeah. And those are like skills that you learn from a lot of in life experiences. Yeah. Um, Whether they're good or bad or, you know traumatic or whatever because i know i've learned a lot of lessons about trusting people that i probably shouldn't have trusted in that moment uh the hard way you know so and and maybe that's like the underlying message is like some of those some of those skills are on are starting to phase out because it's so virtual you know and this the social structure of how we live is changing you know as we see it but everybody's yeah. not changing with it and we don't know how to cope with it yeah i i don't know i think yeah i, I just don't personally see the stigma but i've also i'm very biased <laughs> well just like you said you know there you, if you view it negatively then there's probably going to be a negative out output out something happens right and yeah. you can say oh that was the bad thing uh that now now i don't like it or whatever but just in like in real life you meet somebody you go to a different country you see something that that you don't like for for instance if i can if i can tell a story about uh my trip in iceland yeah and the end of my trip 
so in Iceland they have a they have they they eat a lot of weird food because it's very isolated island up in the Arctic. So it was a family trip, and my mother-in-law she absolutely adores animals and doesn't want to hear about any animal being eaten or anything like that, you know. Yeah. And one of their main staples over there that they that that's like delicious, I might say. I did try some. Uh, they they eat horse, and like. It, it's a little bit of a culture shock because especially for people that have horses or, you know, if they, we treat them a lot more like a pet, like a dog or a cat or something like that than, than most of the world does. Yeah. And they love it up there, but my mother-in-law was freaking out. A lot of people were like not wanting to hear it or not, don't even talk to me about it, you know? And it's, that's, that's kind of something you have to, expect when you're going to a new place or meeting with new people is like something that isn't in your circle or something that you're not comfortable with yeah lord knows this culture soccer enough for everybody especially around the, the zone <laughs> that you happen to be traveling and just like i think yes. someone once said something about europe like you go across state lines in america and nothing's different but like you go across lines like that in europe and everyone starts talking funny and the cheese is different <laughs> they put holes in my cheese what the heck i got to see some of those pictures from your trip and i still am mind blown by just uh, uh, they're the way that they do energy over there and and how it's all geothermal and i understand that they yeah. don't have to fight the weather as much as like we do in the desert so it's a lot easier in a way to generate and save power they're fighting different weather is yeah. the thing yeah and they're but the way they're getting the the heat uh, the way they're getting the power is from heat and they like that it's it's easier to fight the cold with that kind of setup than it is to fight the the heat with cooling it, it down it's a genius it's absolutely genius setup and we should be utilizing it more especially we have like a bunch of volcanoes all over the united states yeah. that are not necessarily uh gonna erupt or whatever but there's still some activity and um potential there for geothermal access but yeah it, it, they like up there it's so cold that cold is a luxury like i said to you earlier Brett, where it's like you if you want ac that's like bougie you know because yeah. it's like it's cold for an eight or nine months out of the year. You don't need cold air. You know, you don't need, uh, like uh, things like that, you know? And, but th I thought it was cool how they, how they did the geothermal and I, I could go on and on about it. I was, but I probably shouldn't. <laughs> don't worry about it so much. Well, it is a cool thing. And it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's why we're here to go on and on, <laughs> but, yeah. but if anybody out there, is if that piqued your interest you should look into it i think it's it's such a it's such a cool thing they have going on over there and and the holy crap i i also just remembered how some of those pictures you were showing me from over there i was looking at them and i was like was this a picture from phoenix like what <laughs> like oh yeah just the way that like it's all mountainous and it's all very tundra-ish which is like it's not brown like the desert, but it's also very sparse like the desert. And that just, I just, I just keep remembering that picture. I'm like, what the heck? Like, 
that that could pass for Phoenix. <laughs> it really could have, yeah. If I didn't tell you where I was, you would guess that. It mm-hmm. was like in between California or something like that. But it, it's because it is a literal tundra. So, But it was summertime, so there's no snow. Yeah. And it's just flat, flat, flat. But also no plants. So literally the highest plant was a moss that maybe sticks up about an inch. Yeah. On wow. on just flat land. And I, every time I looked out there, I was just imagining like a tundra, like a Viking just going through a blizzard, like knee-high snow, you know? Yeah. And I was like, how did they do anything out here? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I can I can sort of even though I've been there, I can I've been in places where I've experienced massive culture shock, and I can kind of understand that, like just what you were saying, especially about them eating horses. Like we had a discussion about that when you first got back, and it's just so different. We look at horses here nowadays as pets, but before we looked them as we looked at them as vital tools you know before cars and stuff that's how we got around that's how we pulled things that's how we moved things like um and it was taboo to eat them and if you're a horse owner look the best way i could put it is i would never eat dog ever i don't care where i was i would starve yeah. to death i would not eat dog because i've always grown up around dogs i've always had dogs uh, they're they're not food to me. They're they're beings. They're people to me in a way. They they're not humans, but they're their own personalities. And I and you can say that about every animal, but um, yeah, that that's just for a horse owner out there. That's like a way that that's an analogy. I think that could help you understand that. Like while you might not find it acceptable, that's another way that another culture lives. And like you, the things you do every day could be unacceptable to them, you know? So I just try, I guess what I'm getting at is try not to judge. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It's just a whole different mindset, you know, because it, it's not like they're cold towards their animals and they're, you know, they, they love their animals over there. Yeah. Just, they just happen to eat more of them, you know? Yeah. Like they they have cows and they have goats and they have sheep and they have horses and they have they even go out sharks they do fermented shark wow. gross and whale you know they'll kill big ass whales which like some people are like no whales are so cute whatever like that's just how they have always done it and always lived yep just like every other part of the world you know they have to eat the animals they have got to eat the animals available to them. There's there's no other choice. You know, they're literally an island in the middle of the fucking Atlantic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> and you feel like it when you're out there, too. You're like, dude, what am I doing here? No, no doubt. I've always been a, a little bit antsy about traveling outside the country. So going to somewhere like Greenland or Iceland would probably uh, deaden my my cultural senses to the core. I'm not sure how you ate the horse. I think I turned my. I, I got offered alligator in Florida. And I was just like, "That's disgusting." Oh, you didn't do the alligator, dude. Dude, I've had oh, alligator. Man. It's really gamey. At least the one the alligator I had, anyway. Yeah, they must have. But it I was, was in, like chicken. It was in like a like a jambalaya. 
<laughs> of course it was, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm pretty explorative with my food choices. So, like, I always want to try the new, different mm. thing. And uh, I, I'm not picky, really. Eyeballs, I think, is where I saw. Eyeballs? You yeah. wouldn't eat fish eyes? I have eaten fish eyes. Like, gotta have uh, a sample. You know, not regularly. You gotta try it once. The grapes you know? of the sea. <laughs> as, as, yeah, a, as a Mexican lingua or tongue is a very, very common dish to run into, and yeah. I've never been able to eat it. Uh, there's just something about the thought. There's something in my that, head yeah. that's like that could be my tongue, bro, and that's how I articulate. Like I don't know, I just can't get past it. And brains, it's just that weird body brains, part. Pe- yeah, brains. Yeah, body yeah. horror for sure. Ooh, I can't even fathom eating brains because it's like, I just, I don't know. I just can't get past it. But that I don't knock people for doing it. Right. If you, yeah, if you like it, go use the whole animal. You know, I, I'm yeah, all for my that. My dad would always give me so much crap for not eating, eating tongue. And he'd have like all these tacos and stuff. We, there was like this restaurant for lack of a better term, that we would go to oh. that was literally run out of uh, this family's backyard. Uh, oh, yeah. And they made some great food. And uh, I remember being there, and my dad's got, like, this plate full of tortillas and, and like, lingua and, like, cilantro and stuff. And he's like, you got to try it. You got to try it. And I'm just like, no, I can't. I can't do it. No. <laughs> like, I don't know. But I, I never, like, looked at him. I actually looked at him as a better person, I guess, for lack of a term, for being able to get past that, you know? And not even, like, thinking about it, just being like, this is food, dude. Like, don't overthink it. It's a traditional, yeah. The head. Have you ever had cabeza? The cow I have. Head, the meat up from I the cow on, head. I have on accident. And because of that, I found out I liked it. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's good, dude. It's a genuine exploration. You gotta. There's so few encounters like that in the real world where you're just. I have accidentally consumed cow brain. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else can be done? Dude, you season it enough? Ooh. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. Put some cheese. You put on enough it? hot sauce on anything, and it's edible. I can tell you that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's such a. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's gotta be a line somewhere. <laughs> If you gotta eat, bro, you gotta sauce. eat, you know. You remember that guy that survived for like three days in his car during a snowstorm by eating Taco Bell sauce packets? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what a fucking that's legend. A, that's badass, dude. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't wanna you just like I don't even want to think about what was coming out the other end by the end of those three days. <laughs> the, the homie was was stocked, obviously. He's a fan. Well, was he, though? Yeah, because no, three days. He just, or was he just starving and that was barely enough sustenance for him to stay alive until he got rescued? I mean, you can fast for three days and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know if, like... I mean, you can, you can fast for, like, two weeks if you got water. And there's cultures yeah. that I think fast for a month and they do it by, like... It's kind of like a cheat fast because I think they like at a certain after a certain point they start to incorporate broth, but they're not eating anything solid. I I, I know cultures like that where they do the broth fast, especially if it's like a clear broth, then they consider it like not food or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the calories, your ketosis. <laughs> 
God said these aren't calories. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, I guess, bring it back on topic, uh, I guess I'll do mine next, unless you have something, Harper. I just got, I got mine. Har- what? No, you go. The, the news? Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm good. The, yeah, the news bit. The, the, the Wrath Classic one was mine. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You just went. Um, that's Wow, sorry. See, we just got so derailed, I lost. Uh, yeah, we kind of went off on a tangent. Yeah. But. So, uh, uh, Nico, if you have one. if I'll go next after you. Okay. Well, mine is going to be just preaching to the goddamn choir. Um, but this state is so goddamn hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm so over it, man. And like, we're not talking H-A-W-T, right? No, no. We're talking about temperature. We're talking about it's 114 every goddamn day in this state. We're damn near close to it. And I'm losing my mind. I can't no. even go outside to do maintenance on my vehicle without sweating like a fucking fat guy in a little guy's body. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, me, brother. That's me right there. I, I don't know, like... Well, that's my genetics, honestly. My my family is full of big guys, and uh, somehow, I my metabolism is incredible, and I cannot gain weight. But I will sweat like a fat you guy. Lucky like son I need a rag. <laughs> yeah, it is. I need a rag hot, to like We're towel my head off. Dripping. If you're outside <laughs> doing any physical labor for more than twenty minutes, you're pouring sweat and i know people say pouring sweat as like that no you're literally like you're going blind because it's going in your eyes and the salt from your sweats like exactly like burning your eyes and shit yeah yeah oh dude and then like i don't know that's just been really getting to me this week because we're especially as we get closer to the winter and i keep thinking more and more about like oh god we're right around the corner the heat's been getting to mm-hmm. me more and more and I and I can't help but think about how the hell homeless people in this state survive. Um, like oh, alcohol. I I guess like dude, that's been a big problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Especially in the industrial part of our state, like in our big city, like there I hadn't been there in a while and I had to go down there for uh some like an interview and some biometric stuff for this job. That I was gonna get, and there were it was like I was in California on the beach, like there was camps, and yep. and I'm not like like it is what it is. They have to live somewhere, man. Like, and I think myself, I, regardless of how impossible or whatever people want to say, I think everybody should have a home, you know. And and if you don't, you should at least have a fucking base camp, you know. And like yeah, somewhere shelter, that you could call yours overhang or something, dude. Like, yeah. And, and like, but I, I drive around and I see like all these guys out there with signs and stuff and they're out there for all day long. And I'm like, how do you do it, man? Like I can't even like be outside for an hour without being like dehydrated. <laughs> They've yeah, accepted it. But I mean, they, we've been doing it without air conditioning for couple thousand years you know that's true so somehow deep down we are like we can weather it no pun intended (laughs) um it's i mean you think about like the ancient 
civilizations living in like Africa or, or like the Native Americans in the Southwest of America, North America, like that's got to be just like the war, like the most miserable experience yeah, every day man. in the summertime or something like that. Like, or if you live right around the equator, dude, you're just sunburned all day. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. You know, this makes me, that's funny you say that. It just makes me think of like, um, I'm I'm a big history buff. Uh, I'm not academically trained or anything. I do it all on my own. Yes, you I, are. I, it's a public school. <laughs> sure, sure. But um, I remember reading about uh, some battles in Arizona during the Civil War. Um, really more skirmishes than battles. Um, and I just always thought when I was reading about that kind of thing, like, how did they live out here? Like, how did Tucson thrive? Like, it was thriving in a bigger st- uh, uh, city at a, at one point than Phoenix was. And, yeah, and like, they had, you know, straight, like, agriculture, like, fields of, and they were diverting water. And But I think about that a lot when I'm going around, especially out here in Arizona, like, where would you live? What would you do? And it, you wouldn't just be setting up in the valley, you know. You would have to hug the mountains and be by the water. Yeah. And it would just be, like, crazy populated in, like, this small area. And then and if you're people... by the water, it's going to be humid as hell. Oh, yeah. Which adds to the heat factor. Yeah, man. Like, and, and just for, I know we, thanks to the RSS Feeds Analytics uh, I know we have a few international listeners. Uh, we got at least one person in Belgium who's listened to all of our episodes, and a guy from India or a woman from India that has also listened to one of our episodes. Um, but just for anybody else that might uh, stumble on this who's international and doesn't use the imperial system or whatever we use, I believe 45 degrees Celsius is about the average for our state yeah 40 to 45 degrees celsius uh 45 yeah. being pretty high 45 is like 130 like or one, something. 120 I, I might have or something i think i might have the conversion off so maybe like 43 is a little more accurate that but, right. um, yeah it it's really hot in this state <laughs> but it hovers right there yeah all year long and then when it rains it, it's humid and it's still that temperature and I look around even with all the technology and advancement we have, and I still wonder how we do it, dude. Like, yeah, it's still a pain. Well, you know, they actually like they they thought about that this year. They're building shelters or like temperature control zones in downtown Phoenix or like some parts of North Phoenix that are just like climate control buildings that have free water and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not sure how feasible that's all going to be, though, because the I'm sure you heard about this. The Colorado Basin applica- uh, allocation of water is going to be like reduced to Arizona by 21%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that, that probably means that everything's about to get a lot more expensive for no fucking reason. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, California's golf courses are probably going to stay exactly as green as they are. Well, yeah. And, and you know, it's funny as I... I always look at our states as like little sovereign nations united, which is what they are. We're all united under one flag, but we all are our own separate little nations, for lack of a better term, with our own set of laws 
and we still have to abide by federal things. But sometimes, like for instance, in our state with marijuana, it's legal here. I can't transport it over state line. That would break a federal law. Even just having it breaks a federal law. But the feds have said that like the feds cannot supersede state law, for lack of a better term. Um, and sorry, I just got totally lost on my train of thought. Oh, um, and anyways, uh, I was reading about how our state governor, Nevada, California, and Colorado were all negotiating with each other for this water thing and how like, uh, I believe it was our state, Nevada, uh, Colorado, oh, Utah's in there too. Um, I believe they had proposed, sent a proposal to California, like something that was supposed to be for everybody, but California was just like, nah, we're not going to do that. We need more water. <laughs> and, and for what? For just so people like Kim Kardashian can keep using hundreds of thousands of gallons every day for her vanity, like apple orchard or whatever the fuck it is. Well, that's, I mean, you're, yes, I agree with you, but every state is going to have those people and have all the waste. But my point is is that that those people, yeah, those people are the issue and that those people are in a place of power to, uh, for lack of, they they have more than we do, which gives them more say, more power. um, And they're literally holding us back. And now, like Harper just said, things are probably going to get a lot more expensive around here uh, as far as water or things that require water. And I, I don't I'd like I, I just can't help but feel enraged when I think of just that. Like we are going to be without because a group, a very small group of people can't adjust their lives the way that they live. And instead, the masses have to fucking adjust their lives. That's always the case, man. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. I get that. And I, and this goes back to, like, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about, like, how that's the way it is and how that's the wrong thing to say. It, it, it's not right, dude. It's not how things should be. And and regardless of if just because, like, like their wealth and things and, and resource accumulation does not over does not outweigh all of us getting together and saying, no, you're not going to do that. Yeah. And, and we just don't do that. Instead, we just bitch about red or blue or, or this or that. And, and we're all suffering in a way. Anyway, we're still better off than a lot of countries around the world. Like the vast majority, we still don't have to worry about food and stuff like that. But uh, like, we're very lucky, but, there still are issues here that still impact us and our lives are going to get worse. The way we live is going to get impacted by a small group of people. And I think like we've already seen it countless times throughout history that people can outweigh that people can overpower that. And we just don't do that. We just, we just bitch about it. You know, we're very good at that. And I, I just, yeah, I just think that's so sad, bro. Like, there's no other way to put it. I think it's just so sad. Like, we aren't anymore the greatest nation on earth, and I don't think we ever were, but that's always just been a, an American propaganda thing. Um, Depends how you mean greatest. 
just overall the way that they used to portray it. We're not that yeah. anymore. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. It's a subjective term. Yeah. Like you, you, you find what's great in you, the individual. I mean. But just by metrics, we used to lead the world in multiple metrics, and and like now we don't lead the world in anything but imprisonment rate, murder rate, like all these things, and 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 like what the fuck like what like how do how do people not just get fed up and but whatever i'm just preaching to the choir because i know we all have similar views i mean a lot of us are just complacent i I had this theory for a long time that the only reason that they were legalizing marijuana was to like suppress people's inert rage at the the society and state that was like uh, pressuring them into being more conformative you know yeah, uh, but I, these days I, I'm a little bit more mellowed out about it. I just think that it's the sort of thing that people need, uh, less that you know it's something that the state is using as a as a psychological weapon on the society that they're trying to control or something like that. Uh, it gives the them way that, too much credit. Yeah, it's way too much credit. And the idea that the average politician is that draconian is is attributed to them something beyond their intellectual capacity. Most of these people are just like college students that partied for the entirety of their law degrees that are suddenly thrust into big seats of power. They they actually have almost no idea what they're doing, I think. Just like us. No matter like the position of power, we're all just big kids trying to figure it the fuck out, man. And as we get through life and we become old men, we're going to understand that more i think and and it's gonna really hit home a lot more as we can see the younger generations doing the same fucking things we did to try to figure it out you know um yeah i just we definitely give our politicians way too much we put them on a pedestal like and they're there and it's at the end of the day the only thing they want is to stay in office. So they're going to say or do or whatever they need to do for the constituents that consistently vote for them. And everybody else falls by the wayside. If anything good gets passed, it's for their constituents. And it's just a byproduct that is good for everybody else, you know? And, and, and like, I'm just, I just, I, I, I like look at this, at the world we live in, and I just want to shake every single person i see and be like what do you not see it like what the hell and i don't think that i'm like some woke individual that sees things that others don't i just think that i'm like one of those people that isn't willing to just shut up and say nothing about it the crazy part to me is that this that power has always been that way so like anybody that controls multiple like thousands of people is gonna only really be thinking about themselves and i'm talking about from way back from ancient times kings queens whatever some of them were noble just like some of them are noble these days and they have the good of the people in mind but that doesn't necessarily mean all the stuff that they do is for the people um and and somebody has to do the grunt work, do the hard labor, do all the all the the dirty jobs and the sneaking around or whatever it may be 
to get the end result and i'm being very vague obviously but yeah. it's just like the way that pa- the way that leadership and power the power of running a government or a country or anything like that they they do view it in a way uh, in a way that's positive i'm sure and they twist it however they they want but it it's in at the end of the day it's like their job so and almost everybody hates going to work so why would you why would you want to do something really hard for other people to make it right when you could do something really easy right now for you to make it easy make it like not yeah yeah just as long as people figured out that like a a degree of power or like a fancy hat made them a completely different class of person their entire science behind retaining that power got just rebranded to politics and the there are books written on like how to be a piece of shit draconian uh you know like machiavelli's the prince have either of you guys ever read that never read the book but i've heard of it yeah see but and like the story of i'm still trying to find that special somebody that's actually read the prince if you've read the prince leave us a comment let us know is that shit fucked up i want to find out (laughs) can you elaborate (laughs) on it i'm not familiar the prince is like uh the prince is a guide i think by this italian politician or like some sort of king or representative or something this shows you how much i know it's basically a guide to retaining power in a political situation by like undermining your enemies and like empowering the fascistic tendencies of people and stuff like that yeah and uh it's just a guidebook on how to be a real piece of shit how to, like control hmm. yeah how to control people that's just manipulate 101 yeah it's like why they call like these these huge schemes with multiple layers and all kinds of like psychological warfare machiavellian because he really didn't plan in those weirdo obsessive terms wow yeah huh that sounds very um I, I, there's a word for it that i'm thinking of i can't dystopian other than narcissistic and maybe and yeah, that's that's like that. That sounds a little a little uh, crazy. <laughs> it's for those it's for those leaders that really need a uh, step by step. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like uh, 1984. There's a joke about 1984. They're like, it wasn't supposed to be an instruction manual, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that one scared me when I read 1984. I read it for school in high school and and i actually read it like i i didn't just like skim through it and yada yada do the worksheet or whatever and i was like what the heck is this even about (laughs) you know me personally i never uh i never read (laughs) this says a lot about me but i never read any of those fucking books assigned to me especially as being that young i i had very much of a authority complex I didn't need anybody, especially a school, to tell me how to think. I had enough of that at home. Uh, And now that I'm older, I really wish I had read some of those books like Animal Farm in 1984. 
and like Lord of the Flies and stuff like that. And I could still do that, of course. Um, but I wonder how different my worldview would be or if it would be the same. Because I feel a lot of the messages in those books that I never read but have heard about, I've experienced myself in life. Yeah, for Maybe sure. Maybe not to the same extent, but I've definitely experienced some of that in my life. No, that's definitely the case. I mean, like the the media you consume is downstream of that kind of stuff too. So it's more than likely that those things were imparted to you earlier on as well. That's true. Yeah. Just like a disdain for capitalism in general, or like the effects of uh, a small few having the majority of the wealth, or like uh, corporations and a government being in an incestuous relationship. That's like cartoon stuff these days. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, you, do you read philosophy books? Have you ever tried to crack into like a philosophy book? I think the closest, the Not closest I. thing I could say I got to was reading uh, the Odyssey, but that's more of a story. Odyssey's cool. There's stuff in there. Yeah. Um, like, uh, Hell yeah. I really, I really, I just like the, I love the idea of the Odyssey, man. And just like that whole adventure for lack of a better term, <laughs> like it's an Odyssey. You go and you, you know, like, I don't know. Um, the Eyes of March was my favorite part of that. Or not the Eyes of March, but you know, the fucking, uh, they, they, they land on that yeah the eyes of march yeah uh, when, when they murder when the greeks when murdered murder caesar. Caesar. Yeah. when odysseus rolls up on caesar he says <laughs> hey man <laughs> anyway uh there's this part where they got like trapped on an island that's just like a, it's like a veritable paradise or something they consume a flower it's been a mm -hmm. while since i've read the fucking odyssey but yeah, they like too. don't want to leave because it's like, you know, it's a fucking paradise. And I think the gods or something were just like, Odysseus, your ass has got to go. And he's like, in a minute. <laughs> Chill. Soon. 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 Yeah, real soon. Uh, I read like uh, G.K. Chesterton and stuff like that. He's a, he is a theologist in, in name. Like, uh, I guess in philosophy too. His whole argument, I think, can be really summed up by like, he was like grappling with hg wells and like all these intellectual titans back in his time like the the early 1900s or something like that and they were all challenging like why do we need why do we need a god why do we need to do all this his whole thing is basically just like why are we throwing the baby out with the bathwater? there's a lot of good shit in religion mm -hmm. and he makes a lot of good points but like he's also a really sarcastic dick so it's hard to like side with him sometimes yeah Sorry about that. I totally hit the mute button and it like I guess I hit it twice. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, don't worry about it. My my recording's a mess. Uh I look forward to the editor getting to sift through this for something salvageable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we 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 always get something out, you know, something something worth listening yeah, you, to in my opinion. But you, make, <laughs> you can make a nice little sound file, another little wave of my stomach grumbling like halfway through the recording. <laughs> Well, before we run out of time, let's get to Nico's. Oh, that's true. Sorry, dude. <laughs> no, that's okay. I mean, uh, it was. It's kind of. A, uh, I I was gonna go with the whole 
other thing, but I, I would like to actually touch on something that I've been really kind of, I guess dreading is the word. Okay. It's just like, I know it sounds a little cliche, but I'm just like, I feel like it sucks to get older. And the reason that I'm saying this is, is pretty much coming from my, my to-do list, right? So now, now I'm an adult and now I have a house and I have things that I need to do regularly. And, and on top of that, I have a job, more than one job. On top of that, I need to start fixing all of my stuff. Yeah. Which is the worst part of the fixing for me. I, I do enjoy the puzzle of it all and like learning how and what and like taking it apart, but putting it together is where I have the problem. Back together, I should I say. Feel that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just, today I was going through my to do list on my phone and my notes and I'm like adding this, adding that. And I'm looking at it all and I'm like, holy crap, I don't have time for any of this. What am I, when am I going to do any of this? And it's all need to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been experiencing a similar squeeze actually. <laughs> like, um, especially when it comes to like interfacing with federal authorities or like, uh, tax regulators or something like that. Have you ever like sat down and really looked like an IR looked like looked at an IRS form? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's so confusing and I could see how you could file your taxes so incorrectly if you had dependents and stuff like that. Oh, or yeah. even if you have multiple jobs, you have to file a different way and you could totally screw it up. And thank God for things like TurboTax or, you know, H&R Block or whatever. Yeah. Um, this isn't an ad. We are not sponsored. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it's all alleged in the first place, right? Yeah, yeah. It 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 does help. Um but I'm interested to see on the topic of aging as as we get older and um as we get more responsibilities and dependence how that entire TurboTax and H&R Block thing changes. How how much that still continues to help. Mm. Because it's easy to do your taxes even even like yourself as a single person with no house mm -hmm. or anything. Uh, but when you start adding equity houses, stocks, things like that, now it's like, like last, last, last year I had to, or this year, I guess I had to declare some stocks that I had and it was such a headache to try to get the form from the broker, the brokerage, and then like to get that translated into uh, TurboTax and such and such. And it, it was just like, I can see how this is such a headache. I always remember looking, being a younger person, looking back at my parents stressing over tax season and being like, right. it can't be that bad. You got to do it every year. <laughs> but but things yeah, change every you... year, all year long. So uh, it's easy. With the government, with the person, yeah. the family, the this, the that. The value of the things you have, like everything, everything changes throughout the year. And yeah, it's it's so much easier to do it as a single person with nothing. 
but uh i just i've I've been getting stressed out about the to-do list man you know yeah gotta fix the gutters i gotta do the roof i gotta pour some concrete i gotta repair that piece of wood i gotta dig a hole oh i gotta dig another hole (laughs) i hear you i gotta i gotta freaking do this i gotta do that it's gonna feel good though as you go through it and check things off man that's true you know it's gonna feel good that's that's pretty much what's uh keeping me going because when i'll be like proud of myself i'll learn some stuff like through mistakes i'm sure just you know and i'm not i'm capable i can fix things i'm not like inexperienced or anything yeah but every time you think you know everything is right when you don't know mm-hmm. damn thing. <laughs> ain't that the damn truth so true you know what the worst part of all that is too is like if you're like me you're a man of leisure and men of leisure <laughs> hate having their free time intruded upon. It feels very personal. Like, uh, say it's a work week, and recently my job's instituted a, a back-to-office mandate after the coronavirus wrapped up, in their opinion. And uh, we have to go back to an office that, for me, is a good 40 minutes distant with no traffic. And that may not seem like a big deal, but an hour and what an hour and 20 minutes hour and 40 minutes out of my day that i could have been sitting on my ass being a a fat piece of shit unforgivable how dare you (laughs) unforgivable i feel that so much and i'm not even doing anything important i'm like sitting here like watching star trek deep space nine and like eating shit food that i bought at at albertson's or something just like staring at nothing just like i'm so happy right now (laughs) That's what you like to do, bro. That's your happiness, and and that's important to you. And that's like, well, yeah. you shouldn't. I, I can't tell you how to live, but you should try not to downplay <laughs> the things that you like and keep you going. You know what I mean? Oh, and, for sure. and no matter no matter how ridiculous it might seem to somebody else, it matters to you, man. That's what I do. It's it's whatever if it does happen, but like I also have a lot of creative pursuits that people rely on me to get like a a foot in the door on. Like a, I have a, a workshop that I meet on for a writing project I do, and I, I draw. I'm drawing as we speak a new logo for the show hey, that I hope you guys will enjoy goodness. here. Totally, it should be good. It should. Be I good. love your. I love. I love your art, no matter how much you downplay it. I think you're an incredible artist. But I'm also one of your best friends, so I'm always going to gas you up on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. I love my friends. They, they, give me, they give me sweet compliments and tell me I'm not fat. <laughs> That's bullshit. <Wow. laughs> oh, come on. Come on, please, dude. <laughs> That's fucked up. You're great at guitar. You are, too. That's not I'm true just joking. I'm just joking. All right. Well, just as long as you were joking this whole time. You you're out of practice, but you used to be really good at guitar, man. Anyways, I I remember looking forward to having a bonfire party and always having Harper if he brought his guitar or just even doing your impressions and your accents and stuff like that. Like I've never met anybody that can do as many as you can. Cody, yeah. shut your mouth. <laughs> we all got furry he, He'd always be barking. That's how it is. I'm gonna get him one second. Yeah, we gotta have a, a virtual bonfire one of these days. Just like uh Well, we can have a real one again. Yeah, that's true. I mean, hey, even just like the, the cookouts. I live for the cookouts, you know me. 
get some. Oh yeah, macro, dude, you're always invited to the cookouts. Oh thank dude, God. Except for that one. Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, funny story about that. Would you believe it, dear listener? Uh, all my friends got together without me, it, with specific instructions to forbid me from participating <laughs> in a cookout where there was reportedly delicious food and uh, too many sides. They said it exactly those words. There were too many wow. sides for wow. us to eat, but no one could invite you, <laughs> even though it was at the complex you live at. And I didn't find out about it until the next day. Steps. Steps it's away, all right? fake. That's the thing, people. It's all, it never happened. It totally happened. We gaslit him so well, he believes it happened. This, this, the real gaslight is trying <laughs> to make me believe it didn't happen. I saw the cars pull away. The real cookout happened the next day. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) That was what I call the pity cookout. Harper's little. We had ribs. It's it's fine. I liked the ribs. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And there weren't too many sides. (laughs) Yeah, there wasn't enough sides. Man, that macaroni was delicious. It went, it paired so well with the ribs. I'm salivating thinking about it. Dude, I still. This is totally something that only matters to us. But that night, I had to do a bunch of things and walk people out. And uh, by the time we were done cooking the ribs and we had all the, everything served, so like somebody left, uh, and I had to take them back to the apartment because they had some stuff there. And we were chatting, and I was showing them some stuff in the apartment. wasn't really thinking about it. And by the time I got back, my food was ice cold. No, I, I could not like I still yeah. ate as much as I could, but I did not get to enjoy that great mac and cheese. Man, That's incredible. That the worst? Oh, yeah, dude. That mac and cheese turned into a freaking macaroni salad real quick. Oof, yeah, <sighs> it's not meant to be. Cons- you know, what's funny about mac and cheese. It's like the only food I can think of that is just not good cold at all. Like oh, it, it loses all of its flavor. Yeah, dude. Come, oh, come along. on, you come on, brother! Like you ever try to eat macaroni? Absolutely. Like this, the roux macaroni, like, it just gets cold and it loses yeah, all flavor. It, like you congeals are, you well a little bit. It's like almost congealed, and then you're like, yes. No, you're I, not like I yes. hate the congealness. No, no congeal. No congeliality <laughs> in my food, please. If if there's any sort of gelatinous anything that congeals, oh no, no. I want to like, you know, when you see like a, a a plate of like, you know, a plate of beef and then there's like that, that jelloey fat off to the side, not the fat on, on like it came from the pan, you know, like a big grease, grease, but it's like jelloey. Yeah, dude. I just want to like suck it with a straw. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We're all concerned. I'm calling in a wellness check. He's <laughs> holding the gun to your head. What's his name? Oh, dude, it's amazing. And no, 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 it's not amazing. You just described sucking white fat up through a straw. Well, I mean, I was talking more yellow, but oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's different. I'm so sorry to oh, misunderstand. Um, no, you're talking about on the on a piece of like a cut of meat. Yeah. I'll I'll chew on that like bubble gum for like a, two days. <laughs> oh my god! You're a better man than me. Like, <laughs> throw a lip in, dude. Like, you, Jesus Christ! <laughs> do, do you Get eat that. the bacon crispy or fucking chew, crispy, my man? dude? I want uh, it to be rock hard. You're yeah. a man of many contradictions. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like the whole point of eating the chewy bacon. 
True, but I I like the rock hardness of a hard bacon, where I want a tooth to shatter or something. You know, <laughs> I've shattered teeth on bacon. It's not that great. I have a story uh, of the chewy stuff. Of a bacon story. Um, speaking Ooh. of gelatinous Ooh. congealed fat on bacon, um, <laughs> one time when I was living with my dad, uh, for a couple of years, and, um. I was playing, it was, it was so long ago, it was Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I was playing with our friend Pat. One. Yeah, the first Modern Warfare. And, um... Ah, memories. I, I had, it was back in the days, you remember back in the days when you were in school, you used to get up and immediately the, from the time you get up, you're playing games with friends until, like, almost the time you go to sleep. And it was during those times, um, me and him were... And I, all day gaming session, like grinding through different challenges and stuff, trying to get different skins. Um, and I've got really hungry and I, I like, I'm pretty recluse, I guess. I, I like to be in my own space. So I don't I like, wasn't leaving my room often. And I, so, but I, I did cause I needed some food and I like went out to the kitchen and there's some bacon on a plate. Ooh. And it looked perfectly fine. It looked like it had just been cooked that morning. Like there was no way. Like just from the look of it, I was like, "This is good." Like, th- like it's fine to eat. Like they yeah. had to have just cooked this totally this morning. Fine. And I ate the whole fucking plate, like twelve pieces of bacon or something. <laughs> and um, I go back and I'm talking to Patrick, and for, gosh, like thirty minutes at least, we're playing. And like suddenly, he, he, I don't remember it much, but he says, I go, I said to him, Patrick, I don't feel so good. And then I walked, I remember walking into the bathroom. I didn't even take the microphone off and I started hurling oh. uncontrollably. <laughs> yeah. And, and Patrick heard all of it. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, somehow I didn't get anything on my mic, but like. <laughs> He heard every bit of it, and it didn't stop there. I uncontrollably vomited for the next six hours, so much so that my parents took me to urgent care, and the urgent care people said, all right, we're going to give him this and this medication. If he vomits again, take him immediately to the emergency room. And I fucking puked again, and they took me to the emergency room, and they knocked my ass out, bro. Like, I... Nice. I was... I don't even remember going into the building. Like, I was so, like, fucked up from this bacon. And and the next thing I remember is I'm in a room. My mom's, like, in a, in a hospital room. My mom's sitting right next to me. And I'm just like, how did I get here? Like, I was just playing video games. Like, what the? And my mom's like, well, you ate some bacon, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do they tell you what happened? Like, what, what happened? He severe ate more than bacon. food poisoning, <laughs> right? Se- severe, severe, severe pork food poisoning. And it turned out that uh, bacon was like three days old. And my dad had oh just like God. not thrown it away. Yeah, yeah. That is crazy, uh, actually. That you just didn't recognize the bacon. It was still crunchy. It was, it was still bomb. I remember eating it and just being like, this is a fucking yeah, break. They had to have made like, this this morning. <laughs> that's crazy. You weren't like questioning it at all. No, no not at all. Homeboy ate bacon strips. It didn't My smell bad. Ate dog kibble. 
it didn't smell bad. It didn't look odd. I just remember looking at it and being like, they had to have made that for breakfast and just didn't eat it all. Maybe they left some for me or something. That's insane. Yeah, dude. Just, but I'll never forget just the Patrick telling me his side of that story. Yeah, you just were like, I don't feel so good. And then the next thing you know, you're just puking uncontrollably and you didn't even mute your mic. <laughs> dude, didn't have time. Yeah, I have didn't a similar have story, actually. I, I, was, uh, I was just chilling. I was putting on a pair of pants and I remember that my my gut was in intense pain and like I was doubled over. I was like, this is it. I'm paying the price for being fat my whole life. I'm going to die. Like <laughs> After all, you put all, some pants on. Yeah. Like my chest was like really <laughs> tight. It was like my organs were getting pressed by like my, my spasms in my chest. And I, like, I got wheeled off to the hospital in an ambulance for the first time in my life. And I get there and like after a couple of hours and they, they give me some like, pain meds they come back and they're just like you need to shit so bad right now you are just extremely constipated the pain you're feeling is not life-threatening it's just that your your shit is so backed up in your gut that it's it's squeezing your organs for juice right now and i was just like well that's probably the most embarrassing thing that i can think of happening to me at the moment it's just like it happens to like half the people in the world they just don't go to like the half of the people yeah like half the people just half of yeah, them yeah they just get extremely constipated yikes yeah. <laughs> you know what will clear that out yeah. loved ones uh, taco bell hot sauce bring it back that's true that's all true. the way we'll around, right around. <laughs> diablo sauce back. eat that for three days straight no oh, dude something about taco bell is really mythical like that that's why i like have some sauce on the reserve now <laughs> Yeah, you never know when you're going to get trapped know. in the snow for three days. <laughs> That's true. Need Dude. a little pick-me-up. Uh, I wonder how many sauce packets that guy went through. I am curious. I would not rely on any sauce packets in your car in Arizona. That's all I have to say. Oh, for sure not. <laughs> I mean, if it's all you have to eat, you might have no other option. If it's been two days and I'm stuck in my car and I can't get out of it, I'm probably going to just, like, have the sauce packet and damn the consequences. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Worst case scenario, you have to block the backseat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, worst case scenario, I, I go to the hospital and this is all solved out and they tell me that you have experienced severe Taco Bell sauce poisoning. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got tacotis poisonitis. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we're we're getting to the end here, boys. We're going over on time, so I guess we'll do the end here. Uh, I do want to put out to all of our listeners that we have, um, whoever that might be. Uh, we, I want to start doing a thing where we answer a viewer or a listener's question about us or whatever they might have. Something that we could try to, you know, engage with our audience some more. Um, after this recording, actually. So by the time this is out, there'll be a subreddit for our podcast. Um, I wanted to do something else besides a subreddit, but I don't really want to run a Discord. I'm not trying to make that my full-time job. Uh, and a lot of people that listen to us right now are our friends and family, so they don't really use Discord. Um, but I feel like Reddit would probably be a little bit easier to get into. So I'm going to set that up and just uh, 
I guess I'll make like a mega thread or something where people can put their questions for us. Um, and we'll, we'll answer them on the next episode, at least one of them anyway, if we don't get de- derailed too much on it. True. <laughs> um, and other than that, uh, do you guys have anything you want to plug or anything? Nothing. No, I'm just excited. I'm excited to talk about all the other stuff we have lined up. I, I mean, I got a bunch of, bunch of ideas. So. Yeah, and now that we're all back together, this hopefully we can start to really iron out a lot of the kinks in the in the works. Um, so stay tuned. I'm really, I, I actually am like super stoked about where we'll end up when we're done with this whole year of doing this. And already you can track our progression. You can see how we're getting better every episode. And I think that's fucking awesome. Not to toot our horn or anything, but, you know, you, a lot of people will not do something like this because they don't feel maybe they can do it professionally enough. But you're never going to learn to do it if you don't do it. Got it. And that's, like, that's why we just decided to do this fuck the quality or whatever. I mean, we want it to be audible, you know, but, uh, other than that, like we're going to, we're, you can track our progression week to week. And I think that's awesome to make a pot. You need some clay, you know, we need some clay and then we need to shape the clay and then we need to go, Hey, that clay needs some paint. (laughs) Watch pot never boils as well. Yep. You're right. Correct. Very insightful. Well, everybody, Make sure you keep an, keep an ear out for sign fuck. We keep talking about it, but it's, it's coming. coming. I know like it is. A storm <laughs> on the horizon. It may dissipate before it hits shore, but you'll have sat there watching it's coming this entire time, and you'll know. Maybe you'll even hear it. <laughs> you may not experience it, but you'll hear it at least. And yeah, yeah, no, it'll be there in some way. So just keep yeah, an ear check out. It out. Nico, is there is there anything you would like to plug or say this is your time? No, I, I don't have anything uh not this week. Okay. Well, unless you guys got anything else, I guess that's gonna be it for the Binkerton's Finest podcast. Uh we will be back next week. Or we might change up our upload schedule from we're from releasing on Sundays to doing it on Wednesdays, but we'll see what happens. Well, you, you, you guys will see it when it when it comes out. So thanks again for listening. I uh, hope you guys have a great week. Uh, we'll see you next time. Adios. Stay safe out there. <laughs>